Are you listening? Welcome back to the TV and Jelly podcast, episode number two. Uh, I'm Craig Hanks, your host and the simpleton of the group, without a doubt, as we're soon going to see. Uh, let's run through the group here. Carson Walter. Hi, Carson. Hello. Hi. Uh, that was very NPR of me. Hello. Hello. I'm yeah. Carson. <laughs> David being Cooley, speaking with <laughs> Carson Walter. Uh, today yes. we're going to out Carson as a Kardashian watcher. Uh, Eli, <laughs> Eli McCann is the purveyor of ItJustGetsStranger.com and the Strangerville podcast. Hey, Eli. Not a simpleton. No, not at all. You're mm-hmm. very smart and uh, <laughs> suave. Right. I'm going with suave. Uh, Sarah Hanks, my wife and a true connoisseur of reality TV. Yeah. Hi, Sarah. Uh, hi, hello. Um, and Meg Walter, the founder and editor of TV and Jelly, uh, the, the the lady of The Bachelorette. The boss. The boss. She's kind of, yeah, you're the boss, huh? I am. You're all fired. <laughs> really? No. Is this is this like a Donald Trump thing? How am I going <laughs> to yes. feed my or... children? <laughs> <laughs> Without the $5 of ad revenue. <laughs> no, if we split that six ways, we each get 30 cents. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> well, it's, uh, you know... More than zero cents. Uh, now, today's topic is The Lobster, which is a movie uh, or a film, I guess, because it's pretty artistic. So it's a film. Uh, even if you haven't seen the movie, I think you're going to get a kick out of hearing about it and hearing us talk about it. I think it's going to be a lively discussion. So stick around for it. Uh, first, though, we should at least mention some TV before we get to the jelly. Uh because I'm not ready yet for that jelly. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh, did I get you? I got you a little bit. Um, so, yeah, what are you guys watching? Carson, what are you watching? The Kardashians, well, as obviously. as you already mentioned, I am watching the Kardashians. Nothing new. Been following them since it started, basically. Oh, my gosh. How are they? <laughs> <laughs> you never They're hear about it. <laughs> not a lot happening. No drama. No, really? It's all drama, and it's amazing. Um so this past week, they took a ski trip to Vail, something, you know, super relatable, just hopped on the private jet. <laughs> oh, I, I haven't done that for, I haven't done that for weeks. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. Yeah. At least not since ski season. Right. right. Uh, but so, yeah. Wait. Go ahead. How far in advance are these episodes filmed? That's something I've been trying to figure out. And yeah. now that I follow them all on Snapchat and all social medias, I get a better idea. So this was like spring skiing. So probably like a three- Month lag is okay. my guess. Um, is it that little? I thought it was like six. Yeah, I thought it was more than that. And then they showed the episode, and I was like, I feel like they were just there. But um, yeah, did the ski trip? There was drama because Rob got engaged to Black China and didn't tell his <laughs> well, family I about mean, it. We've all done that. Who used to date? No, yeah, used to date Kylie's boyfriend Tyga, and they have a kid together. I mean, it's just like. Pure gold. Wait, I just fell you know asleep. I don't, I just, I just don't worry asleep. about it. Um, yeah, short answer. Kardashians <laughs> are great. And if you want to read a, a think piece on it that I wrote, <laughs> you can check out TV Jelly. <laughs> okay, can I share how, some? How much are you thinking as you're watching the Kardashians? That's it. <laughs> I just mostly feel. <laughs> I, mean, I want to share some salacious gossip about the Kardashians that has not been fact-checked. <laughs> Could I go there? Uh, sure. Yeah, I'll allow it. A year ago, I met a guy who lives in Salt Lake City who is a, like, cameraman for the Kardashian no show. No way. 
And I asked him some like details, about, not been fact checked, and you shall not fact check it because I'm not going to say his name because I don't remember it. Okay, but I talked <laughs> to him. That's a good reason. Convenient. He's he he is he felt he's a cameraman for the Kardashians and for Survivor, and he showed me a video of Jeff from Survivor wishing him happy birthday. So that's how I know this is real. <laughs> but what he told me, ironclad. <laughs> what he told me about the Kardashians is that they are an extremely professional family. That what happens is that they sit down together with the producers. They come up with what their quote-unquote script is going to be. It's not like a word-for-word script, but like we're going to have a scene where such and such happens, and then we're going to have a scene where such and such happens. They get up at like 4 o'clock in the morning. They start filming. Yeah, they start filming Even all of these things. Even on the ski things. trip, they had a glam squad just to go well, skiing. Well, sure. Yeah. Sure. Again, another thing, like, when have you... Who hasn't had that, Who right? among <laughs> us? Right. Who hasn't had that today? Right. So, and then they film these things, like, over and over and over again no until way. they get the scene right, and then they produce that. And, like, I think... I don't know mo- why I'm surprised, I, but... I, I would guess that a lot of people who watch it, like, realize that this is scripted to some level, but I'd, I had no idea that it was scripted to that level. Yeah, I get the idea that they would plan, like, okay, let's go on this trip, or you have this event that we're going to follow you, that kind of stuff, but the fact that they would go back and redo is Yeah, I don't think that you surprising. get to this level of celebrity without some pretty good planning. And some of it seems raw because of bad decisions they make on camera but <laughs> i mean i don't know maybe it's a mix of that happening and scripted stuff but yeah. i mean i'd like to hear that they're professional i don't want to ruin your good. dreams Carson. oh you're not <laughs> did i no that's We're that's okay. totally fine and you started with like a compliment to them so it like yeah. made me not like put a wall up immediately but you know what i mean so but w- but basically what we're saying is that they are in fact ruining our culture on purpose instead of on accident I'm not sure that that's much of a compliment. Yikes. At the yeah. same time, joke's on us for watching it. I don't know. <laughs> Define us, Carson. Yeah. Okay. Me and the millions of other people <laughs> but in who this are keeping room. the in show this... afloat. But okay, in, in this, this room, room, me. But yeah. whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, Sarah, you're big into reality TV. Did you ever do the Kardashians? Not as dedicated as Carson seems to have. But, I mean, that's not to say that I don't enjoy watching the Kardashians and all of the Kardashian, you know... Kim and Chloe do whatever the city is. Like, I'm all about it. And I think... They do entire cities? <laughs> the whole yes. city. Wow. You wouldn't believe it. it <laughs> what kind of show is this? It's pre-scripted, apparently. I mean, but, like, I, I think it kind of makes sense, the whole pre-planning thing, because Chloe is way too clever with her one-liners to have it just all be instantaneous, in my opinion. She is so witty and on top of that stuff. So, I don't know. I'm I'm a fan of the Kardashians. I I think uh, plenty to criticize, but also plenty to sort of admire as far as their business savvy, um, and all that stuff. Booties. If you have to call them booties, I guess. Um, <laughs> Jelly, I think, is what we were going with. <laughs> it, as you were explaining the whole Black China Taiga thing, like it started to seem. <laughs> let's let's just so, say that as much as we can today. <laughs> like. It's it's so surprising to me how strangely incestuous all these relationships are. Like, there are so many people in their social circles, and yet they're all, like, hooking up with people who have also hooked up with people that their siblings have. Who like, happen to have been on the show in, and would like, create some drama. small town Idaho. It doesn't have to happen when you are jet-setting all over the world, but apparently it just happens that way anyway. Sorry. Uh, we're sharing a mic, so I just kind of grabbed it from her on accident. Anyway. <laughs> on accident, kind of like, like the Kardashian <laughs> script. <laughs> Anyways, I don't know how to share. Um, 
But okay, what I was going to say is, is it a coincidence or is it like a producer yeah, pick exactly. thing as well? Because part of me is thinking like, well, there's some that can't really be made up, like the whole Caitlyn, Bruce Jenner tra- trans- transitioning that, that would, into that's Caitlyn. That's dedication. It's like, yeah, like that's serious. So it's like, how did they know that this family would just like turn in like to all this stuff you know marrying kanye west and then well they marrying chris humphreys and then not working out it's but like they is got that chance their, they got their start on a huge news right and kim kardashian's like sex video right. was released and like that's how they got their start so it's like that's how you know like that, that's found... how you know he hasn't seen it because he calls it, it a sex video sure. <laughs> they, it, they find they find it's not like they found this family and they're like hopefully you do something interesting like the family had done something right. interesting already but it could have just turned into this like turn into nothing just sure. like then following around like oh she made a mistake but now she's got her life together and this is boring but, but... I, how many but people so do you know that like actually happen. get them, their lives so together? So here's the genius of the Kardashians. We get together in a room to talk about the lobster, and we're now nine minutes into this oh. recording, yeah, we need to move and we're on. still <laughs> talking about the Kardashians. True. There's so much to say. That's yeah, true. It's true. Well, uh, real quick before we do get onto that, uh, what else are what else is going on? I know there's some new stuff on the site. Yeah, going up. we have a new writer named Whitney who she and I both entered a writing competition in college, and she won. Nemesis. Yeah. The, n- the nemesis. The, no, no. She's just someone oh. I really admire. Oh. But, you know, keep your enemies close. Friend of me. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's amazing. And she's an amazing writer. And she just did a piece on the Vampire Diaries. And it's really entertaining. And then, of course, we have Bachelorette Nonsense ongoing. Um, is, uh, now, I haven't seen this week. Is there really any reason to watch now that the show is over? Yeah, because Alex. Since Chad is off. Alex is the whiniest. Wait, was Alex the 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 nemesis of Chad? Yeah. It, okay. Yeah. And now he's the new Chad. Like Chad oh, is really? gone, yeah. and he's totally become Poetic the justice. new Chad. Really? Yeah. And he like he did they borrow the Kardashians' writers for this? <laughs> um, I'm sure. Yeah. Small industry, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, he's the worst, and he's. I feel like that's the, the only reason he's staying around is because he's like the only hope for real drama. Yeah. I mean, because right. it's that boring point of the season where she like likes all the yeah. guys. And he's gonna it's go so hard to choose. How did Chad them? act when he got not the rose? Totally rational. Handled it well. <laughs> went home. With no, he went. He went back to the house. <laughs> and what is it? He was like drawing his fingers down the <laughs> yeah. window and like squealing. On and the they window. have like Titanic the Hitchcock scene. music, and Chad's like at the front door, <laughs> scratching his nails. Huh. And then he comes in and he's like. Yeah, the date went okay. Yeah, he acted like he didn't get sent home. It was yeah, like, everyone knows. What are you doing? Yeah, and he just kind of stood there awkwardly for a minute, and then they're like, "Okay, see you, buddy." I've had a lot of date ends like that. Did, have end you? Like that? Yeah. Yeah, you just show up at their house. Yeah. <laughs> you go like talk to their parents. I'm, I'm a 32 year old single man. That's all you can hope for <laughs> from me. Someone says no, thank you. Then you call him again, acting like Duh. that didn't happen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. By the way, I like that you work that in for our, all of our listeners. I'm single, hey. ladies. <laughs> Or, or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what what else are we watching? I, I'll tell you what. Oh, sorry. What are you going for, Eli? Well, I had not intended on doing this, but I completely binge watched uh, season four of Orange Is the New Trash. Oh. Um, and I can't do it. Is it bad? It's. I watched season one, and I was like, mm-hmm. it is the trashiest show I've ever seen in my life. I have really? watched every episode thoroughly. Trashy? How? Um, there's like a lot of nudity, a lot of violence, a lot of sex, a lot of bad language, 
like don't watch in front of your kids. Okay. Every week I feel like I tell you like a new thing not to watch in sure. front of your kids. Um, I feel like trashy implies that it doesn't have a plot though. See, okay. Or like is it okay. well written? I it's hear like, trashy. No, I think Kardashian. It's graphic. Maybe. You know what? I maybe trashy is not a fair a fair thing for me to say. Yeah. The character development in Orange is the New Black is incredible. And the story writing is really, really incredible. But it is definitely like a very raw show. It's something that you would not see on network television. Um, and every season it comes out and I'm like, oh, I think I'll watch that maybe like one episode at a time. And then like three days later, <laughs> you come I've up watched for air. 13 hours of TV and my <laughs> mind is rotted away into like. Is she still in prison? Mm hmm. Because yes. wasn't her sentence like a year? Yeah, but the seasons don't last a year. They don't. Oh, okay, they don't represent a year. So yeah, I I don't know how far they are they are into her sentence. I think they're a little bit ambiguous about that. Right on purpose because it's like how many more seasons exactly. can we squeeze out? Right. Exactly. But it's a pretty intense show. I would recommend it to anybody who's willing to stomach all of the things that I just mentioned. Yeah, I tried the first Same. episode and couldn't like couldn't bring myself to care. Yeah. I'll tell you what I am watching right now, though. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a show that aired starting in 1995, actually. It's called Mighty Machines. Mm. Uh, this is because I have a two-year-old who likes <laughs> trucks. <laughs> and so and, uh, it, it's it's hilarious. Uh, parents should know about this. It's uh, it's live-action video. They take the videos of, like, trucks and dumps, dump trucks and trains and airplanes and stuff, and they give them all these stupid voices. And it's people who are less practiced than us getting in front of a microphone just saying like, hey, guys, I'm going to go dump some rocks out. Seriously? It's, and I sit there and watch that with my kid. It's huh. kind of awful, actually. Huh. It is Canadian. I feel like we should. Oh, yeah. Oh. Canadian. Well, we all assumed. We all assumed. Uh, so should we talk about the lobster? Yes. I'm so excited. I'm so excited for this. Um, now, for, for those of you listening, we are going to spoil the crap out of this show. Uh, no, so no. No, 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 no. There's nothing to spoil in this movie. There is nothing I'm just because of... nothing happens in this movie. So I was forced to okay. sit down for two plus hours in a dark theater watching this awful, awful, atrocious disgrace on humanity's oh, I name. Loved it. And there is nothing to spoil. Uh, well, nevertheless, I am going to recap <laughs> so that people know out, so know? people know what we're talking about. Uh, we should at least clue you in on the plot. Uh, so the lobster, uh, the lobster is set in a dystopian society in which people have 45 days to find a romantic partner or they will be turned into an animal, the animal of their choice. David, who wants to be turned into a lobster if he fails, makes an honest effort, which fails. So he follows the lead of those around him and makes a dishonest effort, which succeeds, then fails. Eventually, he runs away from the hotel full of couples and hopeful couples joining the loners in the woods. All romance there is forbidden with, uh, with mutilation as the punishment. But David meets and falls in love with a woman with whom he carries on a secret affair. They are found out, and she is blinded as punishment, so he blinds himself to stay with her. The end. Uh, the Did film, that make sense to you? The film <laughs> stars uh, Minority Report, The Mummy, and Blue is the Warmest Color. It was directed by Yorgos... Lanthimos and is a joint creative venture between several super artsy European countries and won the jury prize at last year's Cannes Film Festival. So, Eli was not on that jury. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I I want to start with somebody. 
who is not as excited. Okay, I want I want to leave Meg on tenterhooks here to talk about this. So Carson, what did you think of the lobster? I mean, first of all, it's actually been a while. It's probably been like three or four months since I've seen it, but I still remember like first impressions, like leaving the theater, being like that was so weird, but I loved it for really? some reason. And it in the vibe in the theater too is like it got a lot of laughs because it's a dark comedy, um, sort of like absurdist thing. But at the same time, like, I'm sitting during it kind of like, what's happening? So I don't know. Like, it had enough laughs and enough interest for me that I enjoyed it. But it's like, I don't know that I feel comfortable recommending it to everyone I know. Because it's like, am I, like, sick and twisted and that's why I liked it? I don't know. But yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just, like, the opening scene, you see this woman driving around and she stops over and that like, was the gets out of her of car movie. and shoots a donkey. Oh, uh, yeah, donkey, I think. Shoots a donkey and gets back in her car and then you realize later. Like, like oh, with a probably, pistol. Right. Like, you're like, what? And then you're like, oh, yeah, that's probably like her ex-husband or something. Never explained. Yeah, it's not. And but you get a you get a pick. The director <laughs> but, has said, yeah, that has nothing to do with the movie. No, it does. I, I That was my favorite scene. And I think it was, it that was the funniest scene. And... Uh, yeah, I'm glad. I it kind of it left you with you know kind of a flavor of what was going to come. I I appreciated yeah. the opening scene more yeah. than anything else. Uh, <laughs> Although I hate any movie that yeah spoil. We said we're doing spoilers. Oh yeah. Any movie that like kills a dog is like hard for me to say I like. So that was particularly brutal because the dog that is with him is his brother. Yeah. So he shows up at this hotel and he's got a dog in tow, and the woman at the counter says, "Who's this?" And he says, "It's my brother. He was here." So it's like two oh, years it's ago. Funny. And then it's like, "Oh, it's cute. They have this relationship." And then they kill him, and it's like, "What?" So uh, I could have done without that. But yeah, the rest of it, I don't know. I'll see what you guys have to say. Yeah. Speaking of which, let's get somebody super excited to talk about it. Meg, what oh did gosh. you think of oh the lobster? I loved it. I loved it because it reminded me how much I hated dating. Like how <laughs> much I hated dating before and the culture I, is yeah. like crazy too. Sarah and I had an idea that maybe you sent us all to watch this movie because it was some sort of critique on The Bachelor. Uh that and wasn't my idea, but let's go with it. Yes. <laughs> You're like, yes. yes. Thank you for that's exactly that up. what I did. <laughs> you figured me out. No, I loved I loved all the things it tongue-in-cheekily said about relationships. I loved how it touched on how much we fake our shared interests in dating that we all do to some extent, how we start relationships. Like, yeah, Steven, I love watching you play Yeah, so that was one of the, one of the things in the hotel. Like, it was like, every, if you didn't have something really concretely in... You have to have a shared interest to be a couple. And it didn't even have to be an interest, though. Or, yeah, a shared trait. Quite right? nosebleeds. Yeah. <laughs> or good hair or nearsightedness, right? And that that was, like, absolutely essential in order for you to, to go and become someone, a couple. Right. Yeah, and, like, don't we all kind of do that in relationships? Like, yeah, I love this thing that you love until you, like, stop lying about it. And (laughs) you're like, actually, I don't. Or people think if you don't both love that thing, like, it will never work. Like, you're not meant to be. And I finish this movie, I'm like, man, he just went through a divorce. Or, like, something (laughs) this director has been through a relationship. Because I just thought a lot of it was really pointed. Question for Sarah. Um, When we first met, how quickly did I make it apparent that I had nothing in common with you and that you should love me anyway. <laughs> well, it was pretty apparent. I mean, the things we we didn't like the same music. We weren't interested in the same books. We 
you know, all of those things that people typically, you know, that you're supposed to bond over when you're creating a friendship or something, it wasn't there. So, I mean, we had except to just for, like dig a little for deeper. One Fiona Apple album. Well, yeah, I mean, but who wouldn't like that? Only a monster. So, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I, th- I, that was the thing that was the most interesting to me too about the movie was that that need for like a very identifiable common thing even though like so as craig mentioned at the end of the movie he blinds himself or it's kind of ambiguous but he blinds himself to be with his lady love who was blind it's like couldn't they have bonded over this shared experience that they had of living in the woods being loners you know all these things that they had in common but no it had to be something that easy to point to and say both of these people are blind I, I we don't, both like the Kardashians. We both like the Kardashians. We both um, studied social sciences. I think was another one in the in the film. Anyway, just I, I don't know that that was something that I I really enjoyed about the movie as well. Although I would have loved to have seen it explored even more. Like, where did that come from? Where that's what is this that's idea? one of the things for me is that there were so many things that it's like oh that could make an interesting story by itself, and they just kind of fly right by no but see that's what i loved it they didn't care they did not care to explain the rules of this dystopian society we don't know where we are or when it is (laughs) all that matters chomping at the bit all right eli ready (laughs) set go i have a major problem with this film (laughs) i have a lot of problems but i have a major problem with this film i'm so excited okay this is typical of a lot of very artsy films. And let me be clear. I like films that are, tend to be like kind of artsy indie films. There are many that I really like just fine. But I think that indie films, artsy films tend to be extremely lazy because they can get away with it. So they can have a three-minute scene, uh, a three-minute cut of a woman driving in the car not doing anything other than driving in the car. And they can get away with the fact that she's doing nothing other than just driving in the car. Yeah, like if you had Thor doing that, oh nobody would nobody would forgive you. Yeah, but yeah. Thor is a crappy movie. If Thor is a crappy oh, okay, movie. Fine. Thor is a crappy movie. But there are plenty of really good movies where you where they do not get that lazy and they do not show four minutes of somebody like cutting their steak. And and I get it, like I, I think like the the creator of the film is trying to <laughs> get us to sort of silently contemplate what we're witnessing and watching what's happening. But really, I think they're just being super, super, super lazy. Run up that lazy. Or they're just making us uncomfortable. Like, because I think it's like getting you out of this, like, norm that the like what you're used to seeing at movies where you're kind of sitting there like wait what yeah maybe but that's what there's something say. isn't there something to be said for tried and true like no but that would be no, so not with this, not with this kind of movie <laughs> that not is this so guy. easy to make like i can make a two-hour film where one hour of it is people just doing bland things that is not hard to but do nothing... and then just claim and then i just claim oh no 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 that it's five minutes scene of a woman driving it's art. No, it was and actually not is bland. really thoughtful. It was super thoughtful. This film was pretty bland. No, it no, was, no, no, no. It was it was, it was relentlessly there, bland. It was relentlessly. It was aggressively the people, bland. The people, the people spoke their lines 
mo- in a monotone yeah. voice. And I think that was very purposeful. It was supposed to be yeah, a of course it was. was. And these of course it was shots. purposeful, but that doesn't make it any less lazy these long and shots. any less boring. <laughs> Every line in the movie was spoken in a monotone voice. And it was half shouted at you. It was half shouted. That is the easiest acting to do. It is the easiest writing to do. I, I can write a film where I don't have to describe or explain any of the rules of this <laughs> dystopian society that I've created where there are several scenes where people are doing monotonous activities with no break whatsoever and then it just ends with a man holding a knife up to his eye. I can write that movie. That is an easy movie to write. I can write it right now and then I don't have to go through it and edit it later because there's no point in editing it because it doesn't have to make sense in the first place. I'm kind of, I'm almost tempted to just take the next 30 minutes of the podcast and say, all right, Eli, go. <laughs> and I could. There's and another I could. 30 minutes of this. <laughs> this was a terrible, terrible film. It, it, was, it was absolutely terrible. There was, oh there was, no, I, of course they do. <laughs> because it was an indie artsy film. And so we're like, oh, no. If we say that it's a bad film, then we ourselves are not very good at recognizing true art. Oh my God. But this was a terrible film. Art is not valuable if it's simple. And this was simple. It was not simple. I disagree with that statement a lot. Um, I think that, yes, they're long shots, but they're long shots of a man putting his hand in a toaster. And it's so uncomfortable and so unrelenting that you squirm. Do you think you could not recreate that right now on the spot? I don't think I could come up with this story. That people have to find a mate in 45 days or then turn into an animal. You There's could come up with that story but right even, now. Even, that, you even that was like a tagline gimmick. That didn't have anything to do at all with the movie. Oh, but it did. Oh, gosh. What okay, what? The 45 days? No, the animal thing. Oh, the animal. Well, I mean, it's their whole motivation, right? None of them want to turn into animals. You only, you only have to come up with a one-line synopsis of the film and you don't have to describe. You don't have to create any rules around that world. You can create but any world where you you want in one sentence. There are there? Yes. What what are the rules? Tell me you, what the rules were. You go to the hotel every day. They send you out into the woods to shoot the loners. Every time you you shoot another loner, you get an extra day. You're meeting all these people. You're wearing the exact same clothes as everybody else. You can run away into the woods. Like there's there. It, it's not just the tagline and then like we'll just sit here and and watch some people be boring it's like here's the tagline here's the premise let's flesh that out Uh, that's not to say that i thought the movie was great top to bottom i came home with really mixed feelings about it but i do think that there was interest there there was humor there was value in the monotone delivery there was (laughs) there were characters that you were sitting there going like what a weirdo and then other ones you're like i'm genuinely afraid of that person and 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 the interactions like i i just think it had merit i think it could have been more harshly edited to to take some of those moments that to me were superfluous out there could have been some things added in that would have added a lot but that's like to me it wasn't just like a waste of a film or or relentlessly boring from top to, top to bottom it was not relentlessly wickedly funny though as the as the posters as the all posters said, said oh. either like it was it was funny at times but like i didn't spend most of the movie laughing no i i think oh. i i laughed like twice during this movie and you know kind of chuckle moments more than laugh moments uh like the donkey but there were times everybody behind me is just I, eli you and i were in the same theater unbeknownst to me <laughs> uh, and i was kind of up toward the front and everybody behind me is just dying rolling in the aisles and i'm like 
what are you what's wrong with you people? were they women because I'm starting to sense a division yeah <laughs> I don't know I don't, there were no lasers there were no dragons there were it was nothing exploded why was I seeing Mary a wizard to be seen I mean <laughs> and we didn't get to see anybody getting turned into the animals so all that magic which I love I love okay. that oh, so okay. much that's, that's I, because they don't have I any thought, I, as I was watching this film, I thought it will redeem itself because we will eventually find out that all these people have been manipulated by the government and lied to, <laughs> and nobody's being turned into animals. They're just being killed because they're not getting married. Soylent green is And I, I thought, oh, we'll get rewarded for all of this nonsense. But then in the end, no. Like, the people really were just being somehow turned into animals, and I was like, no. Nope. <laughs> I appreciated that, if only because it allowed you to subtly see a flamingo walking yeah, in the background right? in True. the woods. It's just like noticing all the like animals who were not in the places where they were supposed to be. That was one of the things that, that I was well find, done. like pleasantly funny about. So them. yeah, uh, let, let's ask about a few specifics. Um, Sarah, what did you think of the actors, especially Colin Farrell and um, Rachel Weisz? Weisz, Weisz, right? I always said Weisz. I just think it sounds more sophisticated. Oh, of and course. She's a sophisticated well, I, and this lady. is a film, so in this one, sure. it would be Rachel Vice, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I, I really liked them both. I have, I, I only, I really just remember Colin Farrell from his SWAT days. So I don't know if he's done more things like this, but okay. it was really pleasant to see him from the from one of the two men in the group. Underrated film. <laughs> hey, <laughs> no, no disparagement towards SWAT whatsoever obviously but uh, but it was fun to see him like a little frumpier mm-hmm. and more mild-mannered and kind of geeky because as i'm looking around the you know these like banquet halls in this uh in this setting where everyone's looking for their mate i'm thinking it seems like all the ladies will be going for colin farrell but but no because he looks so kind of just like average and even sort of like wallflower-ish I thought he did a great job and I also thought Rachel Weisz was was pretty fun too everybody in the film didn't seem to have like a very there wasn't anybody that I could think of who had like a boisterous personality in this film it seems like or a personality everybody was really like kind of sullen the psychopath yeah what about the psycho lady she didn't didn't have a personality either she had a trait it was kind of the point was that she had no personality right well for all of them Right. Uh, okay. Well, I don't know. What did you guys think? Meg, you love this movie. What did you think I mean, of the this acting? This was not my favorite movie, but I think it's a movie worthy of praise. And I thought the acting, I think it was deadpan intentionally, mm-hmm. and I think the actors slayed. I think they did such a good job. I think Colin Farrell was perfectly cast, and I can't remember her name, but the head of the hotel, am I not oh talking about She was so funny. She's hilarious. She- and I think she's huge in Britain because she's in like every. British movie I see. She was amazing. Her husband was amazing. I really love John C. Riley too. Yeah. Um, with his lisp, that was like his trait. And uh, yeah, I don't think I'm your best friend in the whole world. So like that, that was one of the lines that did get me in the film. I have a positive thing to say. Oh, I'm so excited. Okay. (laughs) I did like the scenes where the hotel management was showing them how awful it is to be seen. The propaganda scenes. Those were, those were well-written. And they were very funny, and those were appropriately monotoned, and so and 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 so I think actually well acted. The rest of the film was terrible, but that part was really good. I uh, I also will say something positive now. Okay, I did not think that the movie was outrageously 
uh, wickedly funny, I think, was on the poster. Uh, however, the scene where he's trying to take his pants off and they're and, like his wrist is handcuffed to the back of his <laughs> pants, that was pretty funny. Okay, and the scene that killed me, they plan this raid of the hotel and they're going to go... They don't really tell you what their plan is, but the loners living out in the wood are going to go ruin the lives of the people, these happy people in relationships in the hotel. And they show up in the hotel and they find the woman who's in charge of the hotel and her husband. And it gets to a point where the husband has to kill the wife. Like they have one or the other has to live. And he says, OK, fine, I'll kill her. It's like Harry Potter. Neither can live while the right. other survives. Yeah, it's exactly like Harry Potter. <laughs> and he pulls the trigger and the gun's not loaded. And I just lost it. I was laughing that so was hard. That was funny? Yes. <laughs> what is the disturbing. matter with you? <laughs> what is the matter because with you? Because you just know the fight they're going to get in after. <laughs> she's going to be so pissed. Like, she's going to be so mad is at him. Is this something you've experienced <laughs> in your life? <laughs> <laughs> no, but just like the way... They know exactly how to ruin a relationship from the inside out. It was so... Yeah, because they're all right, ruined That from was the all part out. of the plan, was that he would yeah, make him... Yeah, they don't want to kill these people. Right. They just don't want them to be in relationship. They want to break up the relationship. And right. the way they do that was just so hysterical to me. And I don't, I don't know, maybe it is a woman-man thing. It's clever. Yeah. 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 Okay. I like that scene also. I forgot about that. That was a good one. Right? <laughs> uh, what about um, something that grabbed my attention was the music. Did anybody have any thoughts on the music? because yeah, it sounds like a horror film. It, well, it sounds like something. I'm it was sure. a horror film. It kind of was. Yeah. I'm with you, Eli. We're going to hang out after this and <laughs> banish the ladies. Yeah. <laughs> have fun great I idea i don't Enjoy. remember i have no memory of the music usually i pay attention it's to just that. like it was like, like three music. notes over you know kind of like, like a dunk 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 huh. it, it was really over and over and over again like it was just this one refrain that that really sounded like eh, eh, eh. Huh. i'm was sorry what, what was that i think you heard me and you could rewind <laughs> i actually thought that that to. was like right on pitch for the mm -hmm. psycho theme yeah. music yeah good and and it was and it repeated a few times throughout the film i think there were also times when when other music was going on that i felt like was really noticeable and i, I can't remember now if it was noticeable because it was so perfect or because i was i just feel like the music the music remember. was such a great kind of microcosm of the film as a whole it was harsh it was unrelenting it was boring nonsensical it was nonsensical it yeah it didn't really go together i think like i i don't know oh i thought they find... went together perfectly well, because not, not the movie and the and the music but the different pieces of music throughout the film like i think if you listen to a soundtrack uh -huh. you would be like none of these songs should be in a movie together hmm. or in these a are movie. very strange <laughs> um so. Okay, what about the scene where they're all dancing in the woods? Oh, oh my, my gosh. Was that not hilarious? That, that was funny. That was amazing. That was funny. So okay, they all so have to, headphones on. Yeah. So that's a second thing that Eli liked. Okay. Just like to note that. Okay. <laughs> someone writing these some, down? There are now two things I liked in the film. There's right. a scene There's a scene where the people out in the woods are all wearing headphones and I think all listening to different music, but it's all like techno music <laughs> and they're all dancing. And there's one woman in the middle who is like Elaine from Seinfeld dancing, <laughs> like on steroids. And so it, the scene goes on for a while. And I was OK with that scene going on for a while because it just got funnier. Okay, can, and then what about the scene where, OK, so they can, go into thing, yeah, say one thing Carson, about the music please. first. Do you guys realize that's like a real thing that people do? These like silent oh, discos? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was like. 
it wasn't just for the movie. But I, people did those. I was living in New York City and like would see events for it and then like see pictures or videos from it. And I just would get so uncomfortable thinking about it because it's like so weird to see from the outside. And I think but, uncomfortable was this guy's goal. This director's right. goal. Was so when to I make saw that, I was like, yes, thank you. This is weird this and belongs in this movie I, and not when in I real think life. Of, when I think of uncomfortable, it's like, all right, I'll go see a Lars von Trier movie. Like, no, no, no. I don't okay. want to. So the scene, they're going, they go into the city, they have to get supplies, right? And so these loners who are living out in the wood, um, Car- Colin Farrell and Rachel Weiss, they dress up with another couple and they walk into the city and they visit um, the head loner's parents and at this point Colin Farrell and Rachel Weisz have like fallen in love and they're sitting on the couch and they're supposed to be acting like a couple <laughs> and they just like are making out yeah. like and it's like what they're like a five minute scene and I was laughing so hard and it's like so unrelenting we've all had that roommate yes. <laughs> we've, all Where, bet, we've all been that roommate and it's so <laughs> okay or been that roommate not me ugh I just, I think it's so funny. I thought it he did really such a felt good like job. the kind of movie where seriously they could literally start having sex on that. Couch. Yeah, like, and you're like, this you're is like, not. They're gonna stop. Well, I don't this know. is the natural no. progression. They didn't. Yeah, but it got close. Yeah, yeah. and it was her parents, right? Yes. Not Rachel Weisz. The other woman's parents. Oh, okay. I thought it was hers, which would make it even crazier. But all right, never mind. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry to disappoint. It. <laughs> but in their defense, I mean, this woman's parents were, were playing like sexy Spanish guitar music. Yeah. So like, how could they fight it's that? It's not even sexy. <laughs> well, beauty is in the eye. Sexy is in the eye of the beholder. Okay. Or, the or the listener. <laughs> the ear of the listener. Anyway, I just, I think that shows how unrelentless this movie is and how uncomfortable it wants to make you feel and how hilarious it is because of it. So your point is don't go see it. No, my point is... Oh. If you know what, <laughs> see for yourself. It's fine. We have, have to all agree. the information. Now. Megas no. like really mad at me right yeah, now. This is the first fight we've ever had. That's awesome. This is the second and final episode of TV. Long. Talk. This is the first non-survivor related fight we've ever had. Just take a damn screenshot. <laughs> In defense of of uh, Eli and myself, haven't you guys? You you have movies that you love, and then there are just like things you don't love about it right sure. i feel like the opposite can be okay like we hated this movie but there are things we liked about it? it did you like hate it i okay so maybe we should just ask this question to answer that do you recommend this movie to my so, parents no what no i i don't to my parents bob and kathy <laughs> would you recommend it to bob and kathy <laughs> knowing what i know about bob and kathy yes <laughs> uh so so Meg, it seems to me you would, in fact, recommend this movie. To the right person. Okay, well, okay, so who's the right person? The right person is someone who knows what they're getting into with this director. And maybe I should explain that I've seen some of his stuff before and I knew what was coming. And this uh-huh. is actually mild compared to some of I'm glad his you liked it because Meg actually asked me if I'd seen it, right? And I was like, okay, yeah, Meg and Steven would love this movie, like... No question about it. So good to know that one, I'm right. But yeah, definitely specific audience. Yeah. I mean, there are friends I would recommend this to, and there are friends that I would 
emphatically. I feel like that's, I feel like that's super lame. I want you to come down on one side or the other. No, yes okay, or no. I have Everybody. friends who work as in the film industry. Like understanding that some people just don't like art house stuff. Okay, maybe this is a thing. Maybe I watch so many freaking movies <laughs> that I need something new and surprising and different to that's like possible. That's I possible. I watch a lot of freaking movies and my husband watches a lot of freaking movies. And so we've gotten to a place where they become so predictable that it takes completely absurdist comedy to make us laugh. Absurdist would be accurate. Yeah. Yes. Dark, okay. absurdist comedy. Carson, do you recommend The Lobster? And you're making me choose one side. Yeah. Because basically I have the same answer as Meg. But I have to say yes, because I liked it enough to recommend it more than say, like, stay away from it or pretend I, it didn't happen or something. So I guess yes. All right. But not to my parents. Sarah? <laughs> I th- I feel like Meg's answer was legit as far as, like, there are some people that I would and some people that I wouldn't. You just have to know your relationships with people and, and understand them well enough. I would say I wouldn't recommend this movie to almost anybody without some caveats and without, like, a little bit of a conversation before. Like, there is grinding in this movie. <laughs> Uncomfortable grinding. You Not should that. know that going in. No, I just, I, I think I have friends who would enjoy it. But I would, if, before I recommended it, I would probably say, now, just prepare yourself for such and such. On the other hand, there are plenty of people. There are more people I would not recommend this to than would. I, I think more people. I think the the person who is going to appreciate this movie is rare. Is rare, at least in my world. Would you say a rare gem? A rare gem, a diamond one, one in the of rough. heightened taste. <laughs> yes, okay. absolutely. Um, yeah. So I okay. I think right. I think this movie has a lot of merit, but that doesn't mean it's for everybody. It doesn't even mean it's for like thirty percent of the people. Kind of like Return of the King. I mean, I'm surprised that you were even able to make that comparison. Is that the one with like nine endings? Uh-huh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Eli, do you recommend The Lobster? I can give the Meg answer and say that I can certainly think of people in my life that I would recommend it to, but it would sound like this. Ugh, you would probably like that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I shall never watch that film again and neither will i i'm not gonna watch this oh, yeah, movie no, again that was like a one and like that was funny or weird but not like i can't wait this isn't this mean girls i'm Box. not pulling this out yeah. once a month <laughs> oh yeah this is like solid you, you go and you experience yeah. it and like that was an experience and okay. it's over all right and all right. i think yeah. it helps seeing it in a theater too because if you're like by yourself and it's like you might just like kind of get detached from it or just feel like why am i still watching this but when you're watching it with people and seeing their reaction and like kind of captive audience type thing true i think it's better so we have um someone on imsy who wants us to talk about which animal each of us would choose to be if we oh, were put that's in a good this question situation yeah it's pretty easy though dog see i thought dog too yeah. which is not super original but my dog has the best life like, i feed him every day yeah. he sleeps on a warm blanket yeah yeah I, I would go with life to human yeah. i would go with cat though would you? Yeah, definitely. Because you can withhold your affection. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really have all that much to give. Withhold your affection for this film. That <laughs> uh, We need two more, though. I'm thinking. It's such a... Oh, yeah. Also, I think we should note that he picked lobster because of, like, their lifespan, right? Uh, yes. Yeah, and he yeah, loves the ocean. Yeah. And loves the... Wait, what are they? You can say. Sexual. He, yeah, they're, they're fertile throughout their lives. Mm-hmm. 
Um, they reach sexual they, maturity quickly or something like that? Did he say something he, well, like that? Well, yeah, it was kind of like three categories. There was like the sexual thing where they reach sexual maturity and they're fertile throughout their lives. He said they're blue-blooded like royalty. And he also said because they live to be more than 100 years old. Or 200 or something. Or, yeah, yeah, like just their lifespans. Yeah. So if nothing else, you can learn about marine life through this movie. <laughs> so that's good. Um, Another positive. Yeah. Is that four or five? No, I'm not counting that one because I don't care. <laughs> So important that I couldn't remember it later. (laughs) I mean, like, I'm tempted to just pick animals that I like. Like, I really like giraffes because I think they're cool and, like, super tall and pretty. And they have blue tongues, which is cool. And the longest eyelashes. Yeah, those lashes. Yeah. Maybe it's Them lashes, though. (laughs) Those lashes, well. All on fleek. So, like, I guess I'm picking that because I think they're the coolest animal. Good choice. So there you go. And it's not dog, so it's different. What do you have it? What are you gonna oh, be? Cat. I'm gonna be a cat. Oh yeah, you chose I, cat. Yeah, no, I was okay. serious. We all thought you were joking. <laughs> I know you did. <laughs> Who would want to be a cat? I never joke. Can we talk about another funny scene? Well, I want to hear remember. Sarah's animal. Oh, well, sorry, Sarah. I'm so sorry. It's okay. Oh. It's, it's okay. Gosh. <laughs> I think I would probably like just the fourth grade farm girl in me would probably choose a horse. Yes. Like, oh, you just get a run. Nothing <laughs> wrong with that. Good choice. Bird. Name name the horse's predator. You're, uh, yeah, you're no good. one eats you. Oh, yeah. okay. I'm like, no, that's a give, safe Give choice. a name to the, like, like Paul. <laughs> <laughs> no. Glue factories? <laughs> oh. Sorry, do you need to I take care, guys? This, Sorry. this got dark real Wait, quick. We, don't we have a sponsor coming up at some point? We'd like to thank our sponsors. Thank you, Glue. Elmer the Horse Glue. Humane Society. This, 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 Jello. this episode okay. is brought to you by Glue. Uh, okay, Meg, what else you okay. got? Okay. The scene where one of the friends, oh my gosh, sorry, <laughs> one of the friends has successfully, well, her boyfriend has lied to her about having bloody noses, but they're in a relationship and she has to say goodbye to her friend who's about to turn into a pony. Right. Loved that. And she's reading her this letter and she's so smug <clears throat> about being in a relationship. And I remember those people. Like, I remember... Don't worry, the you'll, roommate who got you'll a find someone yeah. someday. And it's like, oh, Meg, I wish I had your hair. And the, the, you know, but then they're like... <laughs> I think we all wish that. On a date. And this girl slaps her friend. And her friend just stops talking. That and was priceless. It was amazing, and right? And then she says she wants to... What is she? She wants to watch a movie. What watch movie does she watch? It's some like... And she goes, I want to watch Stand By Me with Keith yeah. Sutherland. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. an excellent choice. That's what she wants to do choice. with her last day <laughs> yeah. before she gets choice. turned into a pony. Anyway, the way she slaps this completely smug girl who's in a relationship that's founded on lies. I just... It's just brilliant. It's a brilliant movie. Okay. Well, I guess that's going to be our last We've word. been, yep, Eli, we have been Maybe put you in missed our that. place. I don't want to get fired again. And in all conclusion, right. we all love the lobster. <laughs> <laughs> right, everyone? Right? You're just tuning in. Eli can't rave enough about it. Who's just tuning in? It's like the last minute of the podcast. <laughs> so I'm like, right, it's not like live. How I do just you, have to skip all the way to the end. How do you just tune in to a, like a last minute of a podcast? <laughs> Exactly. Don't ask questions. Um, all well, right. This has been fun. Uh, kind of, yeah. No, so uh, seriously, you might should go watch The Lobster so that you can chat with we, us about it on Imsy. We should say that there's adult content. Like There is some adult content. It was not rated PG-13. Yeah. Um, so be warned. Yeah, I don't... Uh, nudity alert. I think we were um, fine. I don't 
remember but seeing some any. but some sexual content definitely language. some language. language and there's violence yeah uh so especially against puppies Aww. which wasn't a favorite you um, know i i hate like i loved how much i hated that like it that really pulled the emotion right out of me i was like this woman is a monster yeah but you know what i found that i am Maybe, I don't know what this says about you, but when a dog dies in a movie, I am a million times more upset than when a person dies. Oh, 100%. I know Every ex- time. I know exactly what that says about you, and it's not good. Really? Well, especially because they actually killed the dog for this film. They did not, Eli. Meg. Liar. <laughs> How do you know? Hey, you are smearing his good name. Would you stop it? <laughs> All right. We do need to end. All right. We've okay. got to wrap this up. Um so everybody, uh, obviously, make sure you go to TV and je- tvjelly.com, uh, read the posts there, keep up with The Bachelor, The Bachelorette, uh, and everything else that we watch and write about. And also, like I say, uh, if you have seen The Lobster or you uh, think maybe you would want to see The Lobster, go to imzy.com slash tvjelly and join the conversation there. Let us know why uh, Eli is right. Uh <laughs> And, and so or on wrong. and so very forward. wrong <laughs> uh no com slash uh slash tv jelly i almost gave my other community there mm-hmm. um and uh and let us know what you think join the conversation we would love to hear from you uh and you will hear from us again in about a month uh when we will talk about anybody know do we have a subject we will we keep you posted yeah we'll keep you posted probably about. independence day which I'm about to go see Which and review. I did. I did see that one. Did don't you? say don't. a word. I won't say anything, but I, I have seen it. Okay. Uh, all right, guys. Have a good month, and we will see you at the end of July. Okay.